Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, I'm a disloyal person. This this is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia live on Twitter X Spaces for the final segment of each show. God willing. Syracuse with a 48-7 win over Western Michigan in the Dome. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you live in that aforementioned segment, hopefully. And um, that's pretty much the wrap. So it is it is going to be full steam ahead for the most part from here. A couple other non-conference opponents coming up in a short amount of time. And uh, then it's all conference play from here on out. And... Not really sure what the ACC is looking like or what they got this year, to be honest with you. Some questionable things this weekend, I think, to say the least. I was a little bit surprised by Clemson's play again, and I was also surprised by Appalachian Mm -hmm. State almost pulling that thing out in overtime. And trust me, I was a huge App State fan last night. And, you know, I love the baby blue color. I actually love the baby blue color. But I cannot stand the Tar Heels. And I can't stand the Chargers, which makes it difficult. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, look, Clemson. I know they didn't look good in the beginning, but I mean, just I mean, by the end of the day, you know, they still got out of there with what sixty-six to seventeen. Oh yeah, they they handled win, it. So I mean, they ended sure. up taking care of it. You know, uh, yesterday was a very long kind of drawn out day for a lot of teams as storms went up <laughs> the east coast and delayed games yeah. one by one as you saw like north carolina games get delayed then virginia tech was delayed for i don't even know like hours. three four hours something yeah. like that right yeah and got all the way up to the point where there was some west virginia games uh west virginia and marshall were uh you know um they were delayed for a little while last night so it took a little while for some of these games to get done so uh I'll tell you what, though. Boston College does not look good. Oh, yes. Let's talk about how bad they look. Boston College is so fun to see Boston College struggle. That's one of the teams. And Pitt, you know, Pitt played a good game. But, I mean, at the end of the day, not a They Pitt came game. back. I know, but. 20-7 at half. They come back and lose 27-21. I mean, but, you know, Georgia Tech took care of business, obviously. Um, yeah, Boston College is definitely tough. Um, Purdue, who our opponent is next next week, uh, they ended up handling um, handed Virginia Tech their first loss, twenty four seventeen after the that long was delay. A, that was a close one too. 
Um, Wake Forest beat Vanderbilt, so we took another uh, SEC team along with Miami, taking care of Texas A&M, uh, 48-33. So we're still looking pretty good against the uh, ACC or the SEC so far this year. Um, Notre Dame kind of handled NC State, and uh, sadly for your state, in-state Virginia, because you know, um, I mean, they're 0-2, and it's not like I'm a huge Virginia fan, but they did have a home game yesterday, and they they did you know the the service and the memorial you know they kind of celebrated the three guys last year the tragedy uh of their three football players that got shot um and killed last year and so you you kind of wanted them to get a win there and and yeah. james madison james madison came out early virginia came back and took the lead and and james madison actually came back and, and won the game in miraculous fashion uh to kind of ruin that day for him uh, but yeah i mean overall it was still a, a great day of football and I mean, I think <laughs> I think we're kind of right there asking the same question. I know my buddy Sabo hit me up. He said, "I just I don't know if if Syracuse is good or if Colgate and Western Michigan are that bad." And probably gonna find out next week. I mean, that's the question. And I mean, you know, Purdue doesn't look like any slouch. The quarterback card there. What's his name? Something card. Anyways, he's a transfer from crap. Is it Texas? I think. Anyways, he looks pretty sharp. I'll find all that out before the. I think he's a transfer from Texas. Anyway, right, he, right. He um, he looked sharp. He did, and um, he could be a problem. He's a he's definitely a, he's definitely a talented quarterback, and you know they like to pound the rock too. So every, Hudson card. Hudson card. Yeah, I was gonna say Hunter card, but it, I don't remember Hunter card being a thing. So, anyways, yeah, that's <laughs> um, that's you know that could be. It's it's gonna be a good test. Going into week three, you know, and we're going to get into it after the montage with some of the things that are piling up uh, negatively for Syracuse. And we talked a little bit about having these early games easy, the, the, the pros and cons of it in the last show. And, you know, one of the cons is, you know, maybe you're not as prepared as you could be uh, going into week three against the Purdue if if you, you kind of have some, some gimmies along the way there in the first two weeks. So good yeah. practice nonetheless. I mean, uh, but Yeah, I mean, it's getting, and it's great great conversation back and forth because, you know, you never really know, and people right. always have the answer in hindsight. Right. But, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, we've played Colgate in Western Michigan at home. Purdue has uh, played, they lost, albeit they lost, 39-35 at home first, first week against Fresno State, but they just went on the road to Virginia Tech, which we're going to have to do later on this year, and they won. So, um, so yeah, they've played stiffer competition than us, and um, we don't know what their injury situation is yet, and so we kind of delve into that. But, yeah, we'll it's up, see. It's up in the air. Um, we'll see if it helps, right? Yep. All right, with all of that said, let's take a listen and hear what Coach had to say following the win. First of all, it's always good to be 2-0. We're excited about where we're at right now. We have a lot of stuff to go back and work on. Obviously, there's been some uh, some guys with some owies. Uh, David is probably in a situation where he will not be out there for a while. We're hoping to get him back soon, but it's going to be a little bit extended on that one. Most of the other guys, we're going to have to turn around, and we're going to have to look and see how it goes between uh, this 24-hour period before we get him in the training room, or really this 12-hour period before we get him back in the training room. Uh, I thought it was an extremely good effort. Um, played a lot of guys again. Uh, four penalties in the first half. 
uh, nine overall, but once the second half, we were playing a lot of, a lot of people. And one of the penalties was on a, one of our young men that was offsides because he was playing in a game and his mom was seeing him. His mom and his grandmother were seeing him for the very first time who flew in from Japan. And I think he just wanted to get offside so he could be in the box court. But, um, you know, we'll take care of that on Monday. And uh, we're excited about where we're at. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, where we're going to, which is Ross A Stadium on the road next weekend. Questions? Questions for Coach. We're going to start right in front of Emily, and then we'll go to Dan next. Just want to clarify to start, does a Rondé Gadsden fall in that second group of you're hoping that you can turn him around and get him back in things for next week? Absolutely. Is the foot he ankled, or the foot, the foot slash ankle he injured the same one that we saw him roll a little bit that last week of camp? No. No. Uh, Coach, what do you see from just the wide receivers like Damian and Donovan, especially after a Rondé went down? You know, I don't think – their play had anything to do with uh, OG going down, you know. Uh, those guys have a, a J-O-B to do, and they need to be consistent and not occasional. And when, when Damien's wearing a C, that represents something. I expect my Cs, there's six of them, to play outstanding. And uh, he understands what the standards are, and all the other receivers understand where what the standards are. Playing wide receivers at Syracuse University for Michael Johnson, Mr. Beck and myself is not an easy deal. Okay, there's, there's six eyes on them all the time, and our standards are extremely high. So they understand, and they need to meet our standards. Coach, all things considered, after two weeks, what, what's your assessment of your defense? Starts with a G, ends with a D, has two O's in the middle. How much would you account how good your defense is versus two teams that, let's say, have had some struggles on offense? Uh, we have to – that evaluation comes as we move up, and we're moving up this coming week. Just how impressed have you been with the offense, particularly Garrett Schrader as well, being able to extend plays and do his thing? Schrader's balling out by the way he's extending plays and, and – and uh, making some bad things look good. There's no doubt that he's playing at a high level. I don't know what the, the numbers or the those ranking points are that Emily puts out on all the players. I don't know what all that stuff means. I know we grade them, and I don't know if our grades matter or the internet grades matter, but he's, right now he's balling out, and he's, uh, he's doing a really good job extending plays and keeping plays alive. And uh, as an offense, I'm, my biggest thing is making sure we don't turn the ball over. What's your level of concern with the O-line depth at this point, and how did you think they played overall today? You know, I think that uh, obviously anytime you have the offensive line, everybody can't play offensive line. You can trade linebackers. Linebackers can drop down and play defense. Defensive line, linemen can pop up and play some zone for you. But O-linemen, there's just not a lot of big guys walking around that are 300 pounds that are trained like offensive linemen. So anytime you lose an offensive lineman, that's – that's difficult, and you're, uh, you're hoping you don't lose anymore. How did you think they did as a whole? How many yards did we throw for? How many points did we score? How many did the defense score? Seven? Just seven? G at the front, D at the back with two O's in the middle. And last question for Coach Michael. Uh, do you know, just building off of that, uh, you know, Schrader was – had a good game, but he was still on the run a lot. Is that concern you at all, that maybe he wasn't able to stand in the pocket that long? 
you know, sometimes Schrader, he goes on the run just so you guys can talk about it. I mean, some of those pockets were just fine. I'm like, Garrett, where are you going? But uh, when Garrett wants to go, he goes. And he normally, wherever his destination is, he normally gets there. And uh, he's normally standing up afterwards. So we'll, we'll put up with a little bit of that. But some of that stuff was just Garrett being Garrett. All righty? Thanks, Coach. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Um, look, before we before we get delve into the montage too much, I just want to the officiating. I thought most of it was necessary, although uh, some of it was confusing, and especially in the beginning of the game, I I don't recognize any of the guys. I don't know who where they were from or anything like that. But you know, coach had to. Be, I mean, coach had to use challenges to make sure um, there was things corrected on the field that were up to officials to correct, which is. I mean, it's pathetic. I thought it was, although entertaining, uh, I think the um, I think it was pathetic. So, anyways, um, well, I mean, look, it's a situation. Uh, and let's 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 just re- remind the folks what we're talking about. There was a there was a pick on a pass that was flag yes. was thrown. It was picked up because they because they said it was a pass and caught passed and caught behind the line of scrimmage. And that was, was, and that was second down. So coach had to challenge that it was actually caught beyond the line of scrimmage. He won the challenge. They put the penalty back into play, brought him back uh, 15 yards, right? Or whatever it was. What was it? Yeah. 15. Yeah, yeah. And then um, they moved. They also, and when they moved them back, they moved the downs back or never flipped the down. But anyway, it should have been sec repeat second down and it went back to first down. And then they had a call. I don't think they ever did it after. They might not have. That's the problem. Yeah. I, I don't think that they did it from the first play to the second play. So well, it's probably, I mean, we would probably have right. to go back and look, but that's probably where it was, right? So, yeah, that's just, I mean, the thing is, too, is in kudos to the head ref, because I think he did a great job kind of explaining. getting everybody together and, yeah. and explaining, absolutely. Um, but I think it was the other refs around him, referees around him that were really the ones that kind of struggled through that portion of it. So, um, but yeah, there was definitely a lot of huddling up, making sure that they were making sure they were getting the calls correct. So at least there was that. And I don't, I don't mind the huddling up for extended periods of time. If we get an explanation after and things are corrected, but it seems like I'd never seen a situation where college or pro where a coach had to throw a challenge flag on a play because a penalty flag was picked up in that kind of situation. I mean, I already ran through the scenario, but the whole thing was just so, um, I mean, it was an anomaly for sure, but a weird situation there. Anyway, um, so, so uh, we start 2-0, which is awesome, right? And, you know, we're talking, okay, it's only this team, it's only this team, but it's 2-0, it doesn't matter, right? We got four more wins to a bowl game, and it's just like that. Here we are going into week three. And the last thing we needed in these two games was any type of injuries. And we've we've banged on this since before a ball was snapped or even kicked off in in be, you know, in preseason. Unfortunately, looks like we have a couple of in, injuries. Wallball Jr., you heard coach, don't usually get updates that quick, saying that this is going to be an extended, most likely going to be an extended injury, and that, you know, within five plays, we've got a 75-yard run by Western Michigan, and we've got um, Aranda Gadsden 
down on the ground and he needs to be helped off the field and he goes in the locker room comes out with a boot you know coach is hoping that he can be evaluated in the next couple you know 12 hours he says right 12 24 hours so this week to determine whether what what's going to happen with him in the in the coming weeks but you know we talked about around a and you know i guess he got rolled up on at the end of training camp and that was probably lingering first of all on the um coming into the first game and now we've got something going on with the with the other ankle or leg and uh you know being banged up this early in the season it's it is a little concerning for me but with that said hoping he gets back next week or the following week wide receivers stepping up um first of all what do you have to say i mean there's not much to say about the about the injuries injuries. i mean it's just it's obviously unfortunate uh especially i mean Wallaba, you look at it like he just transferred over, and I, I mean to come to come over from after spring ball and get the the starting right tackle job. I think he's just a testament to his talent, um, and to see him not put any weight on it. I mean, we're gonna see really really quick because obviously they do the MRIs and they figure it out. You know, it's either he's gonna be out for the year or it's just some type of sprain or hyperextension, in which that could be a four to six game situation depending on how it all heals. So um, we'll find out about that one probably pretty soon. And as far as Gatson, um, you know, I just I just hope that that wasn't the lingering ankle. I don't know if it was, you know, one way or another. Uh, but I do know that I remember around Gatson, like seeing him limp from the first catch he had from game one against Colgate. And he was a little gimpy after he scored that touchdown as well. So, uh He's obviously was dealing with something, um, and I'm assuming it's some type of high ankle sprain in which sometimes those can be worse than fractures. So um, maybe it's not the same thing. Maybe he did get rolled up. Maybe it is a fracture. I mean, we're going to find out again with him pretty soon, but I don't think it's a situation where he's going to be out um, for the whole year. It just comes down to, you know, it could be another four to six week thing for him. I mean, you're looking at guys that are, they might not be out for the year, but they're going to be out for a substantial. I mean, it could possibly be half of the rest of the season. So uh, just just hope that they can come back at some point and help, really. And it's just going to be next, next man up. Yeah, next man up. That brings us to this. Uh, Donovan Brown and Garrett Schrader postgame. Uh, I thought this was poignant from, from Donovan Brown and should give us all a little bit of, um, you know, should make us feel a little bit better about the wide receiver position and around a gets and having his issues. Donovan, for you, the first career touchdown for you collegiately, just what that meant to you overall and just what you can say about kind of getting that off your back now. Uh, <laughs> this is kind of funny. So me and my teammates, actually, because last game, y'all know I didn't score, but, you know, had a decent game in my opinion. Uh, everybody scored. And, you know, I was happy for everybody. And they was like, Dono, you got to get one. You got to get one. So, you know, you know, it kind of flipped today. You feel me? So once it flipped today, everybody was, you know, when y'all seen on the sideline, I couldn't even sit down. I was getting beat up. So you feel me? So everybody was happy for me. I was happy. Shit, I was even more happy that he threw it to me. I was like, please throw it to me. Please throw it to me. I knew what I was going to do with the ball. But you feel me? I'm just happy that I can say that all my teammates are with me. He's with me. And the coaches are with me. That's it. Next man up, right? So, 
Uh, I, I I love that response from him, and he is. Uh, by the way, g- g- he's someone who's he's he's ready to do this. He's in the perfect situation to do this. You know, he caught that one pass for what was it, eighty six yards or something like that. 86, only eighty seven yards. Yeah, yeah, only caught another two for a couple more yards. But the speed in the in the talent, obviously, athleticism of him, and I'm just not that worried about uh, a situation with with the wide receivers. I think it's. I think, you know, we're just much better there. And like you heard Coach say, you, you don't just have a bunch of 300-pound guys that you can throw on the offensive line and make up any of, the, any of these talented guys like Wallball Jr., who's a, a, you know, a seasoned guy. It's just, not, it's just not as easy to fill that. You know, you've got, you've got Kalen Ellis and, and Joe Moore, and we haven't seen either one of them so far this year. And... It's just you know it puts it it puts strain on on the offense obviously with Garrett Trader thank God you have a Garrett Trader in there first of all and you know that pass that we're talking about to Donovan Brown was I mean what Garrett Trader did it doesn't matter in that play doesn't matter what team you're playing that right there is is pure talent I mean that was amazing it was amazing jobs he steps up in the pocket he steps out of the pocket he 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 runs out to the sideline you know his eyes are down the field the whole time he's not looking to run out of bounds he's not looking to run forward constantly looking you heard um Donovan um Donovan Brown's scramble drill you know worked out perfectly had his hands up boom went I mean you that's they talked about it in that presser that's that's what they practice over and over and over again and in in you know to just see it come yeah. out like that and he catches that ball this is a relatively short pass and then he just takes it to the house um just the speed of him track star you know just um, uh, just a it was an amazing play and um oh, yeah. when you went, went out there lead blocking yeah he was telling him where to go he was directing him he's like go this way and he was you know he said he was watching LeQuint the whole time because he was telling him where to go and I mean, it, that was awesome. It was awesome. I don't care who you're playing. I don't care who you're playing. It's talent, okay? But my point is, is that you got guys like Diamond Brown. Guys got you got guys like Isaiah uh, Jones who are going to step up and fill that role for Gadsden. The offensive line is a different story. And I'm just going to say this, and this is coming from that presser with Garrett Trader. He expects uh, Joe Moore and Kalen Ellis back next week, which which would be huge. But, you know, he, he's not – we don't know. I mean, you go off of what Garrett Schrader says, or I'm going to go off my eyes come game day. But um, just tremendous. I mean, in, in, you know, with the injuries, look, I suppose it's better that this stuff happens early and we kind of get it out of our systems. Wallball Jr., we don't know really what's going on there. But as far as around a Gaston goes, um, hope he comes back as soon as possible. But not a huge void. Obviously, he's going to be missed, but not a huge void because the depth there. Right. And, you know, to your point, I mean, I was going to just bring up the fact that, I mean, you look at some of these guys, Donovan, Donovan Brown, eight catches for the year. Isaiah Jones, eight catches for the year, both over 150 yards total so far. Both got a touchdown. There's seven different receivers that have touchdowns. Amari Hatcher actually leads the team with nine catches for 188 yards. So you see how it's spread just between the top of them. Amari and uh, Isaiah and Donovan Brown. And that doesn't count Damian Alford. And, I mean, Trevor Pena hasn't even played yet, right? On top of the fact that I've kind of been impressed with true freshman Daryl Gill Jr. as well. Um, who's He's got, I mean, albeit just five catches, but five catches for 45 yards and a touchdown. And 
I didn't even really expect him to see the field. I mean, he's averaging so, almost seven. He averaged almost seven against Western Michigan. Seven to catch. Right. So, you know, at the end of the day, those guys stepped up. And, um, you know, the one thing, too, that I've noticed is obviously we know that, I mean, Trader's ability to escape, to move side to side, make somebody miss or run past you or past them or just extend the play. And like you said, hit up the scramble drill, you know, with uh, with Donovan Brown. Um, I mean, he's <laughs> you're, you're right. We're lucky to have that guy with that experience and that poise in those type of situations. And obviously that talent to be able to get it away to get away. Uh, he took some shots yesterday that I don't think that he probably should have taken against the Western Michigan. Yeah, I agree. Um, One was a touchdown, though. But yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um, and just even then, they've showed you know the just you know little snips of being able to just get like yesterday, get the ball out fast, right? If we're gonna have an injury, David Wallabaugh is gonna be out there. I mean, he got the ball out fast, really quick. Um, and if you can do that, then you know that kind of mitigates some type of issues you may have with pass blocking you know what i mean so um so far so good we'll know more next week they just they just you know this is a this is a this is a legit question for media they obviously thought that the focus for western michigan defensively was going to try to be go out there and stop the run they just they just didn't run the ball that much I mean, they ended up running the ball because we were trying to kill clock, right? right. But, yeah. you know, LaQuint Allen, 20 yards, but three touchdowns. So, you know, short yardage situations on the goal line for him and, uh, you know, just a lot of passing. I mean, why not get LaQuint, LaQuint some more touches dur- for, during a Western Michigan game? I mean, I get it, but obviously, you know, you, you start off down by seven, um, you know, I'm still setting up the live stream for Facebook. And, <laughs> I and, was on and, the phone. Yeah, we were on the phone. I wasn't and, even watching yet. <laughs> and and uh, Western Michigan goes down, scores uh, a 75-yard um, touchdown. And at the end of the day, throughout the rest of the, the game, they only garnered 22 more yards of rushing offense, which is just amazing. I mean, that could have so easily been another shutout that, it's not even, I mean, it was right there. It was one play, one, one, one play to the house. Uh, could have been, could have been another shutout, but it wasn't, uh-huh. but uh, I'll, I'll say, I, you know, you heard coach talk about, well, Garrett, you know, did, he didn't need to scramble as much. He had good pockets. I look, I don't have a trained eye you know, for all of that. Okay. But from what I saw, he was under more pressure than I'd like to see against a Western Michigan, which is my, my a little bit of cause of concern for me. And regardless of what coach says, you know, Garrett does like to get outside the pocket. He's, I mean, I think Garrett Trader's best outside the pocket, regardless. I mean, uh, being on the run is another story, though. And it seemed like a few times, on, you know, yesterday afternoon, he was actually on the run. Like, he didn't have a choice. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's happened a little bit in both games. But I tell you, I mean, and sometimes that can be dangerous, too, because I think to, to what Babe, Coach Babers is saying is that, you know, he had a read and he had the the pocket to make the throw, you know. But the problem is, is that maybe it was a five-yard slant, you know. And the thing with extending a play is, is that's really where you get the big plays, right? Yeah. Like yeah. a play like Donovan McDonough. Donovan Brown in the scramble drill and finding open spots like 
that doesn't happen unless you extend the play and, and, and you scramble off to one side, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes extending the play, if you can do it safely, um, isn't necessarily an awful thing, you know? And like, Plus, you, you, coach doesn't know what Garrett's looking at from his perspective either, and to really, um, to really know what's going on there, you'd have to go back and watch tape. I mean, yeah. judging from the sidelines is is kind of... I don't know. He's a coach. He's got a trained eye for it. I'll take his word for it. But I didn't see. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to trust Garrett, the guy with the ball first that's making the decisions. I mean, you know, it's just one of those yeah. things. And maybe yeah, he was trying I mean, to downplay the fact that he was actually trying to having to like legitimately extend plays. I mean, maybe he's downplaying that a little bit. I mean, but right. you know, it's a concern for me. It's a concern, and especially with Wallaball Junior out. Obviously, uh, we'll see what happens next week and go from there. But. It just seems to be our Achilles heel is this offensive line. It's been it's been quite some time. Well, I mean, I, like I said, I still think that we got a decent amount of guys that have. I mean, Kalen Ellis, Joe Moore. I mean, we had one guy get hurt. We had two guys that can play, you know. And I saw, you know, Petri out there, and I saw Jacob Bradford's been out for the last two weeks. Um, and again, it's not like it's been awful, you know. I mean, we scored sixty-five points. Against Colgate, could have scored more. I mean, we scored 48 yesterday. We called the damn dogs off and just got out of that game. Uh, we could have scored more. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm just I, – I understand the competition level. But there's not – there's no doubt in my mind that we – that Garrett Schrader is – I mean, this is probably going to be the best version of Garrett Schrader, obviously. He's better than what he was when he first came to Syracuse by far, right? Sorry, with the passing and everything. But, like, you remember talking in the previous years when I used to bring up stuff about, you know, this is before Garrett was here, right? And I think it was really the Tommy DeVito year. But I used to always talk about the receivers just giving up, not doing the scramble drill, not trying to – I mean, I remember bringing some of this stuff up. It was just our guys weren't doing it. It was like they'd run their routes – then they wouldn't do anything else, and then DeVito would have to run for his life and make a hopefully make in, in a DeVito more of a pocket guy, not built for <laughs> these types of situations. You know, Garrett Schrader is is built for these types of situations. I mean, you have I to have that, a mobile but you quarterback. Can just tell the people around you. I mean, at the end of the day, Tommy DeVito was on the Giants practice squad. He went to Illinois last year and had a great season. So um, I think the the team around him was probably a lot worse than we give credit for. I mean, everyone wants to blame the quarterback and DeVito, and I know that he made some bad decisions, but um, I think he was scared for his life back there. And I <laughs> really think he was shell-shocked. And so now, yes, Garrett Schrader is definitely, you know, more in a better situation for us as far as being able to get out of the pocket and extend the plays. But I also do think that the talent around him on the offense is, is better too, I guess is my point is that I've seen it. Like we're far, our line, maybe not, I don't want to say maybe not our line, but our, our receivers and our special players are, are far and away deeper than they have been in quite some time. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's going to wrap that up unless you got anything else. Uh, I mean, I think the only thing really, when you look uh, so I try to pay attention to the second half, and I know that it's hard, it's hard to watch. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there, you know, if you're listening, that probably turned it off. I know that my buddy Sabo, I think, turned it off at some point in the second half. You know, you mentioned how it was just a lot of runs, and we were trying to run the clock and get out of there, and then it was 
kind of boring, you know. I mean, there was only three points scored in the whole second half, so I get it. Um, but uh, watching that second, the second team defense come in, and I've watched it two weeks in a row now, and I'm wondering out. where. Well, I mean, not only is it shut. I mean, not only is the fact that we just throw out there that our defense has got more points than our opposing offenses have scored against them. So we can throw that out there because they have two defensive touchdowns, two pick sixes, which is a great return. The last play of the uh, first half yesterday by uh, Simmons Jr. But oh yeah, um, yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. So we got two pick sixes, two pick sixes in a row. Derek, yeah, so we Derek got McDonald, two. another animal out there too. Dude, there's we got we got some. Yeah. There's, but yeah. you remember that late that late transfer, Miles Farmer. Yes. Who's second leading tackler mm-hmm. for Nebraska? Um, but he transferred late, late in the summer, right? Six and six and five solos yesterday. Yeah. So six tackles, five of them for solos. Half of he has a half of a, you know a tackle for loss. Um, I watched him. He didn't come in against Colgate until I think he was like third string or like lat, like late second string. Um, and then yesterday he was in there with the second stringers. He was getting more, um, more time, and he ended up. With, he was all over the. He was all over the field making plays in the second. And I know second half they had like their second or third different quarterback in there, which the third one might have been obviously the best looking one. Um, but he was all over the place, and I feel like it's only a matter of time before he's going to be breaking the. Uh, I don't know if he's going to start, but he's going to be he, in there. Yeah, good, good um, backup so, relief. You know, just fresh legs, all of that. I'm just, I'm just saying. I yeah. mean, he he joined late, so he had to learn the offer or learn the defense, right? right? And it's like every week you see him getting more playing time and moving up in the depth chart. And yesterday, like I said, he was all over the place. So, yep. That was um, another thing that I just wanted to throw out there that I noticed yesterday in the second half, albeit trying. Very hard to concentrate when it's that type of second half game for sure. All right, that's going to do it for us. Now it's time to hear from you. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, you guys know what to do at the end of every show, I, or at the end of every game, rather. I ask for your thoughts on said game, and uh, we talk about him here. So, um, you know, I know that it is a little bit trying sometimes to get some some good feedback on games like this because there's a lot of things kind of still in the air. We're trying to figure ourselves out. We're not really sure what our opponents are really made of yet. But um, with that said, it wasn't terrible. So pat yourselves on the back, and let's let's go. Let's start right with with at baptized by fire seven, who's who's out here on uh, Twitter Spaces X, whatever Twitter X Spaces, and um, these these are my sentiments as well. Dominic, are we good? Were they terrible? I can't tell, but hey, this scoring thing, this scoring all these points is really fun to watch. Wild heck, better be on the phone with donors ready to give Coach Beck a raise. Well, I mean, it's a possibility. So, are we good? Were they terrible? Yes. Yes, I don't (laughs) think they're great, and I think we're good. I think we're good. I do. I think um, I think Syracuse is is got a good squad. And um, you know they're going to be tested. We need four wins to a to a bowl game. That's not exactly where I'd like to 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 
and my, you know, my expectations with with a six and six season. I got him at seven and five. There, I think there's a lot of struggles right now, uh, as we saw and we talked about at the beginning of the show with um, with the ACC in general. I think everybody's still trying to find the rhythm, to say the least. Other than Florida <laughs> State, okay. I mean, uh, they're balling. They're they're in a whole nother league. I feel like right now. But uh, anyway, uh, at Oil Cuse, our buddy Captain Patrick, he said I was scared after the second play. In all honesty, I'm concerned about the injuries to David Wallabaugh and OG Adams fumbles too much. Western Michigan is a dirty team. Joe likes hot dogs with ketchup. <laughs> that Heinz commercial what? was terrible. Donovan Brown has the potential to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, by the way, in all fairness, Captain Patrick loves some Donovan Brown, and he's been, uh, he's been on that bandwagon. Uh, he, might be, he might have jumped in the driver's seat of that bandwagon before I think anyone else did. And um, Captain Pat, obviously, with the uh, eye for talent, because I think he's going to be special, special player. And uh, I love yeah. his attitude. You feel me? You feel me? Feel you, man. And look, I mean, shit, shit. Yeah, in the presser. Hey, anybody Amari, who drops Amari that. Hatcher, we've been talking about. <laughs> we've been talking about Amari Hatcher too. You know, and those two right now, on top of you know what Isaiah Jones obviously is showing us, what we missed last year from him. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we still got guys, and, and obviously Alfred is, is a captain for a reason. And Trevor Payne, yeah, it was, it's been a problem in the past, and. I know Jamarcus Adams has stepped up pretty good for him, uh, especially with the returning aspect. But um, I think Trevor's kind of can't wait to get him back there because, to his point, Adams scares me out there because he does hold that damn ball sometimes like a loaf of bread. So he's already fumbled, I believe. Three. Uh, it's it's it at twice, least twice, but, yeah. Yeah. So, but, I mean, yeah. look, he, he fumbled yesterday. I got We got it, but he didn't lose it. But um, mm-hmm. um, anyways, I think uh, – I think I tre- Trevor back is going to be big, but I'm a little worried about that one. That one's so hush-hush that I just – when they leave you in the dark like that, you can't help but speculate, like, how bad is it? They always leave us in the dark. Know, Remember, it's always a lower body or upper body, you know? So. Yeah, but, we, you know, they, he kind of was pretty straightforward with us about Wallabaugh Jr., so I figured – I mean, I don't know. That was a little different feel in that presser yesterday when he came. I wasn't expecting him to come out with that right away. He usually says, you know – Hey, you know, we need to wait and uh, see what happens within within the week. So, uh, yeah. at, at David Seven W, I I I had to watch the replay on TV again, but overall, I'm pleased. Of course, not sure what's going on with the penalties and Schrader made a couple odd decisions. I'm worried about Aranda, but this game was super exciting. I mean, the one thing Schrader. I mean, I can always say I think Schrader needs to slide more. I think when you're the, the one where he actually scored the touchdown on, lowering the shoulder. I mean, it's, it's ballsy. I mean, you can't, you're not going to be able to do that all year, but you're right at the goal line. I mean, that's grit and determination, and you want that in your quarterback. So I'm not going to bag on him at all for that. But there was a couple of them, you know, on the field where he could have, would have, should have probably slid just to save himself unnecessary, you know, unnecessary hits from a, from a Western Michigan show, like you said, you know. Yeah. But the, the penalties... I mean, I think there was, look, it's really, there was four in the first half, I think, on Syracuse. Nine total. Yeah, and then five in the second half. But you've got a lot of new guys out there, and we heard Coach talk about that in the montage. And it's, it's, it's difficult to say, 
really what we got as far as the penalties go. And I'm, I'm, I'm throwing Syracuse a bone here because I'm going to chalk it up to some of the newer bodies on the field. And like, I, like we said last week, the, four of the, was it four of the penalties last week were in the first like seven minutes of the game or something like that. And they really, they right. really, they really calmed down after that. So chalk that one up to nerves, chalk it up to, you know, some younger guys on the field. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to make uh, I'm not going to make pass a judgment call on that until we get into full swing and and we'll see. And the procedural stuff is just it's so fixable that it's not even funny. You know what I mean? That's that's what we're seeing. So yeah, and I, if you look at it, nine penalties for 72 yards. So you know, all in all, you're talking about less than you know what you're talking about like an 18 what an eight yard average per penalty. So. Um, it's not awful. You're not have you don't have a bunch of egregious ones. It's just a lot of if they were PIs, five yard yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, holding, you know, and and that goes to uh, Tom Thomas Frey's comment on Facebook. All the talent Bleich has is negated by all the penalties he gets. Dude is a walking false start. I am still not convinced CDW is a legit quarterback. He was throwing off. His back foot, even when he didn't have to. Defense is legit. Rocky is more willing to take chances than it shows. Denneberg will be kicking on Sundays. Uh, I I agree. And what about Stonehouse? Not bad. I I think that our special teams so far this year have been great compared to, I mean, last year. Yeah. I mean, it looks like Denneberg's. I mean, he doesn't. It, he's made every kick. Almost every kickoff is gone almost out of the end zone. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't look well, we're like in the kickoff dome. returns is really going to be yeah. an issue. Well, in the dome so far, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I mean, it looks like Stonehouse is, is, has been fine. He, I mean, he hasn't he hasn't really had to be in a pressure situation. He, yeah, he I mean, only had one punt. Two, two punts, I think. One punt at Colgate and then one yesterday? He had more. No, he oh, had he more did have a bunch yesterday. yesterday. That's right. That's right. But was, he had four. Yeah, it, it was one, though, during uh, – the Colgate game, if I remember right. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he had four for 184 for an average of 46 yard punt. That's really that's that's Longest NFL material points. right there. Yeah, absolutely. There's a stud. They're both studs, and uh, yeah. they came on the scene, you know, uh, out of nowhere. Denenberg capped him. Any any one of the six? Yeah. Yeah. One of the six. Yeah. He's a special teams captain alongside uh, Justin Barron. So I mean, and, and then if you throw up, you throw out there our returns too. You know, I mean, we have as, as much as I mean, Demarcus Adams has fumbled. I don't know if he's lost one yet, but um, but he has gotten some decent yards as far as his returns, and he wasn't even really supposed to be the starting returner because Trevor Pena. So, like I said, I'm excited to see him back there. I honestly think that if Trevor Pena, and this is no no nothing against Demarcus Adams, but I feel like if Trevor Pena had been healthy and started. From the beginning of the year, I think he already would have returned some type of return. I think there was been some opportunities that I think Trevor Pena probably would have been able to take to the house. But overall, you got to be happy with your special team so far. And obviously, we don't know how good Colgate and Western Michigan is. We've talked about that, but you got to be happy with your defense too. I mean, especially considering that we've scored more points. Our defense has scored more points than as offenses have scored upon them. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just uh, just to correct and offense but- really. I mean. Yeah, well, the offense is, is uh, just, um, like I said, my only criticism, I would love like to see LeQuint carry the ball a little bit more, but three touchdowns and 20 yards, I mean, yeah, I, I can't complain. They uh, might not just, be great teams, but we're nitpicking 
penalties. Well, we're also steps. we're also working off of Colgate in Western Michigan, and it's really difficult to sit here and give right. honest analysis. So you stick with the things that maybe concern you because pretty soon those little things could be big things. And when you talk about right. procedural penalties and things like that, that's where you put yourself in a bad spot. Just a correction on Demarcus Adams. He's got only one fumble this year, by the way. And he did not okay. he did not lose it. So then and that was in the Western Michigan game. So anyway. Uh let's see. I, I got just um I got just one more, I think. At Martin Bale, one, two games in, two major injuries. We're on our uh, normal pace of one major injury per game. Hopefully we have enough depth at, depth at right, wide receiver and O-line to overcome. We don't have the depth at, over, uh, at O-line, and unfortunately. Wide receiver, I mean, there we talked. I mean, there, I, it does not concern me. Like I said earlier in the show, it does not concern me that much. I get, you got hungry dogs out there that are willing to step up and are ready to step up. This Donovan Brown, that's Captain Pat's favorite guy right there. That's his guy. Uh, he's a dog. You feel me? Mm. Oh, yeah. I got you. But look, I think there's one thing that I probably would, and I don't, I, you know, I don't want to kill the guy on him. But, um, well, let's just throw, throw this out here, right? Okay. Uh, we saw some awful, awful, awful officiating. You know, yesterday. Well, I think but that I, it was th- that there was a sequence there that was really bad. I don't know if it was awful officiating. I feel like well, there was a lot of penalties, but there was a lot of penalties because a lot of people were doing things to 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 garner penalties. Uh, I mean, Jake Maley on Facebook said worst officiating crew ever. At one point, I think they were calling balls and strikes. So, <laughs> <laughs> but but also yesterday, I saw probably. Easiest drops touchdown. Yeah, on the first that drive I've ever seen. <laughs> on the you're talking about the first drive of the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and I'm not gonna just I'm not gonna get at him because again we didn't need it. But Damian Alford named captain. Uh, Got to pull that one. You in. know, you. I mean, that's the easiest touchdown you're ever gonna drop. Yeah, it's too bad. And um, Garrett was asked about that and his presser and. You know, he was like he's he didn't he didn't remember what the hell happened in that sequence of events. But there was um there was a couple of the, the second and third down were were you know unfortunate. But you know, shake that stuff off. It's still early. Shake that stuff off, and we move forward, right? I mean, Purdue's no slouch. Okay, there's um the slate ahead is going to be um it's gonna be tough. I mean. We, we're not real sure about what's going on with ACC, like we said. And uh, Dominic in uh, Twitter Spaces, he's, he posted um, that we're favored, we're favored right now to, uh, to win, to beat every team in the ACC except for Florida State. And uh, UNC is a toss-up. And so he's got a graphic up right now. And, I mean, if you, you know, it's unfortunate we don't, I would rather play Clemson next week than Purdue. Uh, I, I will take Clemson next week for 500, Why? Alex. Huh? Why not? Why? Why not? I mean, because because they're not playing great football. They seem to be in their own heads. And look, they 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 ended up destroying them yesterday. I know, I know, and all that's fine and well. But they just don't look like a cohesive unit. And the longer they play together, the better I think that their odds of playing like a cohesive unit are. And I just feel like um, 
get them while they're scrambling because I feel like they're kind of scrambling a little bit. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I Florida mean, State's a, a that's a. Florida State's going to be tough for everybody that they play this year. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Clemson's just not. Clemson's not the Clemson that we remember the past, you know, however many years, right? But they're still, it's still Clemson, you know? And sadly, like, whether it's in three weeks, four weeks, next week, I mean, I think that they have the personnel to keep it vanilla and line up and just, I mean, I think, you know, they're just used to doing everything. And part of the problem that I think they've been having is that, I mean, they've just been trying to do certain things that they're just not great at right now. Um, but their defense is still good. They still got good running backs. You know, Cave Klubnik is, is he can run with the best of them. You know, he's he's fast as well. So, at the end of the day, I mean, I, they're just going to be difficult just lining up with their defense. And if they line up with their offensive line against our defensive line and just run the crap to, uh, down down our throats, like it's still going to be a tough game. So, either way, uh, you know that's that's why they started blowing them away last yesterday. Their defense stepped up, and they were just running the ball, and they were running down their throats. So um, Clemson's going to be all right. It's just not the Clemson, you know, Deshaun Watson, Clemson, and some of these other Trevor Lawrence, Clemson, you know, the, of, of the past that, that we remember. Yeah. Uh, all right, what else you got on Facebook, Joe? Uh, Coach Jeff, hopefully we aren't too banged up. We need better quarterback-to-receiver timing, which I think – I think it's okay. I think it's good, I, I, but it can be better. Um, and he says, oh, O-line needs a lot of work. Um, yeah, like I mentioned, right. I, I think that from, from my comfort, I feel like Schrader's scrambling a little bit more than he has to with the last two opponents. That's, that's only going to get tougher. And thank God we got a Schrader back there that can do just that, keep his eyes downfield and make the plays, but... I mean, if I'm gauging it off of what I've seen so far this year against the opponents we've had, that that's definitely a concern. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, got Brian Foe. Uh, my observations. One, God, please let Gadsden be okay. Let us have a nice thing. Two, <laughs> two Schrader is clearly the man to lead this offense, but he must freaking slide. Now, I'm, I'm with this guy so far. Yeah. And three... CDW is not even close to where he needs to be. Wish we could see how Lampson compares. Yeah. I mean, I, we did see that, though, right? Spring game. I mean, yeah. Isn't that why Lampson ultimately transferred? Took, took, took off. Yeah. I think yeah, so. And so. unfortunately, I, I, I kind of agree. I mean, uh, see, Del Rio Wilson didn't have, it wasn't a terrible showing against Colgate. But again, I mean, you know, I know the old trait is just Colgate, but still, it wasn't terrible. Um, but this time, yeah, he's in five for nine for fifty-seven yards. I don't know. I, I'm not going to bag on him too hard for that. We'll just see. No, how, we'll just we'll no. Just, I think. The, the, I mean, Western Michigan was sending it. He didn't really have a lot of time. You know, he did take some chances, but you know, at the a, same time, I mean, I enjoy his energy out there. Yeah. I mean, you saw him. You know, he hands the ball off and then comes up behind him and pushes him right i mean he runs and tries to lead block and do things like that so i mean the attitude the way he plays the 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 fire that he plays with being out there um 
you know, he's out there really, really trying even when he knows the game is over, right? And um, Yeah, and to be fair, he's not, you know, they're, they're putting second, third stringers out there during that time. I'm not sure what kind of gauge you can give them on that, just to be fair. I mean, I'm throwing the guy a well, bone, I know, but I'm just saying. I mean, the majority of the starting line played the whole game because they're still trying to work on their cohesiveness and stuff like that. So, um, And they did keep some, some wide receivers out there. They kept, well. a, they kept him, a couple of them out there in the beginning, for sure, yeah. yeah. You know, but it was a lot of handing off, and then there was some, you know, obviously some unfortunate false starts and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, it look – I mean, it is what it is. As a second-string quarterback that comes in, you just got to, you know, finish the job, not make mistakes, you know, just because we didn't and go down didn't. and score a bunch of points this time. Right. Yeah, and he did. So, um, and on top of that, I mean, realistically, I mean, we were in a position, how, what, two years ago? I mean, pre-DeVito Dungy, uh, this three, you this know. three or four years ago now. Yeah, something like that, right? Where, I mean, Luke McPhail, our fourth string, you know, guy who I don't know if he's on scholarship or not, but, um, you know, he we'd be trotting him out there as the second stringer, you know, when uh, our first stringer was done or got hurt. And so the depth is there. Um, the gap between, you know, Schrader and CDW might be big because of, you know, obviously Schrader being in the league for five years and uh, just ready to, to go and, and have a great year. But, um I mean, we really aren't going to or shouldn't have to rely on him um, until uh, until next year. So, And I think probably the last one that I'd go with is Matt Cartier on Facebook. Um, <laughs> the victory over Watertown High School was a momentum builder. <laughs> yeah, there's always that one. So, guy. again, there's yeah. always, yeah, just um, hey, we can only look. play – we can only play the guys and the teams that are, you know, on our schedule that are put in front of us, right? Yeah, it's just that, and you know, the crowd. Um, I'm not even gonna bag too hard on the crowd. You know, there's a whole thread on on Twitter. We could do a whole episode about it. Um, oh. I, I, I uh, reposted yeah. something from our buddy Tony at Q's Waterboy, and uh, you know. There's a criticism there to be had, but you know the 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 people get so defensive about it. Like, I, you've you've got a, you, you've got what else is there to do in Syracuse right now? Five dollar tickets. I mean, let's go. You know, and I, I heard well the, around the league, it's the same problem. Todd, Todd, <laughs> it's not. It's not. I, I watched I watched football. I watched it all day yesterday. I did not see it. It's not well, like I mean, that. I saw it in specific games, right? But, I mean, I saw it at Boston College Holy Cross. I mean, come on. Boston College sucks. No, I get it. No one wants to go to a Boston College game. The, the, the players probably don't even want to go to a Boston College game. Todd. I mean, at the end of the day, look, we understand that, you know, the price of living and all that stuff has gone up, you know, and there are probably – some stadiums out there that's prices are probably still overpriced. And well, look, like I'm that, trying right? to go to UNC. I need a freaking game time too, by the way. Before no, we need I a did, game time. And I need the game time. We are gonna we are gonna have to figure out tickets. Well, I mean, figuring out tickets is just gonna be what I mean. Look, I'm not. I'm kind of bougie ish. I don't um, want to be breaking out the binoculars and whatnot. But you know, I'm looking at. 
there's some decent seats for 60 something dollars, but it's not 60 something dollars. There's a $27 fee tacked on to every ticket you buy. It's like, just give me the freaking price, man. Just tell me what the price is. Add the fees in. Don't give me this shit where you tell me, oh, well, this ticket's 50 bucks. Well, no, it's not. The ticket's like almost 80 bucks. After everything's said and done, like, I can figure out tax. I got it. But can we, you know, be honest about ticket prices for crying out loud? I think it's, I think it's dumb. I think it's really dumb. Um, all right. Let's see. Let's see. We got you. Q's water boy. Is that a no? Hey, can you hear me, boys? There we go. Yep. You're on. How's hey, you? sorry. I'll try to make this quick. And the daughter's going crazy in the background. She's amped up because football's back, baby. Watch some red zone. Let's go, little one. <laughs> Let's go. Raise them right. So yeah, you, had her, you had her at the game last week, right? Yes, last week, not yesterday, yeah, but no, last week. Right, yeah. So yeah. all all the people whining about, oh, the parking sucks. I carried a 28-pound kid with a 15-pound diaper bag on my back, and I parked far away for free because I'm cheap as hell. So wham, wham, wham about your excuses. If you're too fat and lazy, that's a you problem and a bigger problem with America. Sorry, hashtag heel water boy. Hey, look, I'm I'm with you. I'm not gonna I'm not going to throw a ton of criticism down yet because you already oh, I know. Will. I will. I will. I know Bring you will. All your venom, throw all your stones, all your arrows at me. I'll take them. My back is massive. My traps are huge. I can take it. And if you don't like it, you know what I look like. You can find me on the quad. You can find me on the dome. I'm not a hard person to find. Bring your venom <laughs> to me. And you know, I'm just a cynical prick. That's me. I, I'm a cynic. I'm flat out prick. I, I, I like to. Let's go. I try to give the benefit of the doubt here early, but I'm telling you, for a team like this, in a school like Syracuse, I find it a little bit concerning. And I saw all the free T-shirts that they were giving out to the student section, and I'm not even sure they all showed up. There was a good amount of them, and they're they're you know I was arguing with someone on Twitter because they were whining about the students not showing up, and I'm like, well, their allotment for the season, their season tickets are completely sold out, and that's on the dome that they won't allow open up more sections for them, but their allotment is sold out. Whether or not they show up, that's a different story, but if they bought the tickets, I, like I'm reserving my venom for the fair weather casual fans which there's 460,000 residents in our county there's two to 300,000 more residents an hour or two drive within the county or you know the surrounding counties and tickets at the end of the day were seven dollars plus fees for my nosebleeds 44 dollars for 10th row on the visitor sideline 30 yard line I, I even talked to dominic because i'm like hey what's um, what's East Carolina like down where you are? Same nosebleeds for East Carolina versus Marshall, similar to the dome, went for twenty five dollars plus fees. That's about you know the equivalent to my my monarchs who are fifteen minutes from me. You know, yeah, twenty five bucks. People, wait, wait, wait. What do you want? Did you just say point? my monarchs? I mean, they're they're our local team here. Oh, okay. I was gonna yeah. say no, they're yeah, not my I monarchs. Mean, like, you, I think you, you I think that. A, I was gonna say you can't help grow. You can't help but to root a tiny bit for a team that's close to you because they've entered into D one now. They beat Virginia Tech last year. I mean, this this yeah, that's that's fun. It. That's fun. That'd be like me yes. cheering for NC State, though. Nah, I can't do that. Well, that's different. Right? So that's different. That's the and whole thing. But I local... think that a lot of this too 
this fan talk and this stuff, I think some of it gets, you know, because I see the the comments and these people are like, oh, well, you know, we live out of state. Well, obviously, I mean, if you live out of state, right, then this this comment isn't for you, right? I mean, well, that's that's isn't that baked in? Todd, if you're too dumb to understand that and not use common sense and you're eating paint chips as a child, that's a you problem. Yeah. Like, right. I'm so sick and, of the what about ism. Well, I'm a quadriplegic and I'm only a head floating in a tub of water. I can't make it to the dome. <laughs> Get oh, someone to carry you. Dog. Do you live in Syracuse? Get someone to carry right. you. And, yeah, and yeah, I'll, I'll carry you gladly. Comments go towards the um, towards the students either. Because, I, I mean, I kind of want to give this, especially football wise, the students have kind of been showing out the past couple of years. So, yeah, um, they, they've been getting better. So yeah. there's really only. I mean, we're talking local guys. We're talking local. People. We're talking. Yes, we're talking. Look, Syracuse relies the 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 dome. Okay, getting the dome packed. It, it, it's you don't rely on the students. You rely on the community, and the community is you know they're finicky as hell, man. These these fa- I grew up oh. with them. You know, I know them. Joe knows them. I know how they can be, and that's kind of where my because i know so many of them that's where my my negativity about it comes from is because it's like they so take it for granted because now that i'm moved away and i have to watch every game on tv and joe you know it's it sucks you know that's why i started going you know syracuse is eight, it's 8 hours for me and i mean i can go to three games in north carolina that are 3 to 3 and a half hours away and blacksburg's 5 and a half hours away and so that's why we started going to away games it's just quicker and easier for us but you know we used to make a trip down to the dome but it's impossible for anybody who's out of town to get to to get to more than one game some years you know with the family and everything and I mean, I wish I lived home to be able to take a $5 ticket. Come on, man. I mean, there's no reason to not go to that. But you boys are the exception. You're not the rule. There's so many people to pull from locally and just compare it to other other teams in the area. Syracuse Crunch, cheapest ticket is $18 to $20. It goes up $2 on game day. The Syracuse M-Words, the baseball team, cheapest ticket is $13. goes up a dollar if you order it online. Like a $7 ticket including fees. Yeah. Like what are, what are we talking here? I'm not asking you to break the bank. In the age of inflation, where the price of everything is skyrocketing, go to the gas station, go to the grocery store, go to your local department store. Everything is more expensive. The price of these have actually gone down for a product where it's a high-scoring team and it's fun to watch. Like yeah. I don't know what these people want and you know, I'm not expecting diehards. I'm not expecting people to go to every game. But if you have such a negative opinion about the school and you can't buy a $7 ticket, tape your mouth shut, log off social media, and shut the hell up. I don't care anymore. Yeah, I like watching it. And there's a huge thread. And I haven't gotten through the thread, Tony, but there's um, it's gotten a lot of responses. When It was your tweet. I, I quote tweeted just asking for thoughts. And I expected a couple maybe if we needed to, to use it as backup for the uh, – fan feedback we would but there's so many that it's just it's it's its own conversation and i know todd is in there so no 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 no. his name is ted ted why yeah why do you do that why do you do that i do it just to blatantly be disrespectful if i can't stand you or don't like you i'll call you the wrong name there's i just do it i do it to be an a-hole purposely there, there is there is like i don't i don't block anybody on on twitter because it's people like todd that make it fun for me okay because yep. he is it, I, <laughs> Dude, 
it's, how is saying, this how does this guy see our tweets does he tr- he must troll the page because he doesn't follow us but yeah, i'm sure he has alerts like I, I, and i'm not saying like oh you need to be on social media 24 7 like followers like matter but when you have two followers and you have like three thousand tweets that shows that your opinion sucks so badly and you suck as a person because nobody wants to hear what you have to say no todd Hey, but do you think that this this whole thing stemmed all the way back to like Robinson? When people oh, yeah. were watching I mean, overpriced tickets to watch us lose to Akron? Yeah, I think I mean, people were burnt out on it, but like at a certain point, like you also have to support the program. Like you, you you can't have it both ways. You can't be like, okay, when they start beating real teams and start having a winning record or they get ranked, I'll start going to games. Well, guess what? When that happens, that $7 seat for Western Michigan and the nosebleeds for Clemson now turned into an 80 to $120 ticket. Are you going right. then? Like you got what you wanted, but now are you going to shell out way more than, than you know, the original ticket price? I highly doubt it. So you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't do both one way or the other. Pick a lane. Hey, look, there's some people that can argue that chicken that I mean, some people argue that like what came first, chicken or the egg. Yeah, and I get that. And well, we've uh, talked about that. Walter mentioned that. Yeah, we've talked a lot about that as far as recruiting goes. Right. Like what comes first, the recruits or the asses in the seats. And, you know, it's a tough one. You can make you can make a really good argument for both. Right. But I mean, you have the team. You have the yeah, team. And I just look at it too. Like you have players like Justin Barron and his father, you know, players and coaches, parents saying like, Hey, pack the dome, come out and support these yeah, kids. And like it's like, bleeding. Yeah, yeah. You, you think parents like when uh, a new recruit comes in or a freshman comes in, the parents don't sit in the same section and talk to each other. And this doesn't spread like, Hey, what's this fan base? Like, what's this community? Like, how do they support the program? Everybody sees it on social media. Recruits see all this stuff too. Like it, the algorithm shoots it to them. Like if we're trashing kids, oh, yeah. if we're not showing up, if we're being negative, like why would more kids want to come here? And I know like fans showing up to the dome isn't the only thing, but it's definitely a factor. Well, like, it's understand the, that. It's the it's the things that are said outside of just showing up, right? I mean, it's not just like you said, it's just, it's some of it's the social media aspect and the criticisms and and things like that. But I mean, look, I will reserve until we we move forward and we get into some more serious competition. But yeah. I think a $5 ticket to go watch the team, it's like watching a Harlem Globetrotters game, right? You know, you, you pay money for that because you know the Harlem Globetrotters are going to go out there, they're going to put on a show, they're going to score some points, they're going to razzle-dazzle, and it's going to be fun, right? Well, that's what Syracuse has done the past two games. And you'd rather sit home and watch it on TV. And I guess I'm just jealous of the fact that there are people who, who do, do get to go to these games for $5 while it's impossible for me to do so. And, and yeah. right. I mean, I mean, we do, we do our part on the road, right? Cause I mean, that's, that's kind of what you ask for, right? I mean, we're lucky if we can go to two games on the road a year, right? You know, which yeah. is why it stinks. Cause I mean, when I was up in New York, in Syracuse, you, you know, I was, I was going to every single game, you know, it was just, I felt like I had to do my part, right? Because it was cheap enough. Um, but I guess to play devil's advocate here, I mean, is there some type of – what is the university doing to put butts in the seats? Like not to be, but like if you're willing to All go the down prices. to 7 to $7 a ticket. Well, yes, I get that. But if you're willing to go down to $7 and you still can't get butts in the seat, I mean, then oh, at some point, I mean, when are you going to create some type of programs or – 
I mean, is this something that NIL and collectives can go ahead and we can actually start putting, you know, certain things to maybe be able to get some, um, you know, like, lower income families in the fucking in the seats, you know, like get butts in the seats. You know, I mean, what can we do? What can the university do? What can people with the money to, that can do? I mean, yes. Are there going to be the is there people that have the money to do it and they're just too lazy or whatever, stubborn to go? Sure. But I mean, how many situations? I mean, there's, I'm sure there's situations, especially up in New York, like that. There's probably some some people that can't afford it. So, what is the school and collectives and stuff like that doing to put butts in the seats? Because ultimately, it's going to help. And if I, you I can put even... your, if you can get it all the way down to seven dollars, then you can't tell me you can't eat a block of those seats. You know, twenty, thirty of those, and give them away and get some butts in the seats to try to grow that that community and actually get the community around it i mean i feel like there's there's things that can be done that haven't been done yet and then maybe i'm just naive and they have been done and i don't know and maybe you can speak more to it but to me there's to me there's there's other areas that could help that situation all right we're gonna add matt in here if he's still there add him to the conversation real quick before we sign off since he requests to speak matt go ahead and unmute yourself if you can you there yeah, I'm here. Can y'all hear me? Yep. Hey, I just wanted to hop on real quick. I live in Dallas. I'm super uh, excited about the SMU announcement. They're joining the ACC. Oh, yeah. I think you... it's in 2025, so maybe not next year. No, it's it's next year, right, Yeah, it's next year. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I just wanted to hop on. I didn't catch much of the game, but I've been to a bowl in a few years. This is definitely the year. Uh, hoping to come up there, I think, for the Boston College game, so... Yeah, if all these fans are bitching about the fees and shit, I mean, if I'm willing to spend three, four hundred dollars on a round trip ticket to come up there, we should be able to pack that fucking dome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But uh, y'all have a good day. Enjoy the NFL. Thanks for letting me hop on. Hey, Matt. Thank you, man. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Don't be a stranger. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, man. Good. You too. Uh, well, I mean, look, he just said in three, what, 30 seconds, what we could have, we, what we could have just said without beating around the bush. I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. Right, Tony? I mean, yeah, I, my biggest thing, too, is so the seven dollar tickets, that's on vivid seats. That's a secondary site. You'll pay way more on Ticketmaster or buying the tickets directly through Syracuse because they use Ticketmaster because those fees are just outrageous. But I advertise this a ton. I. I, you know, retweet out people who are like, hey, I have season tickets. I can't go. I got free, four free tickets. Who wants them? Nobody takes them up on it. And I'm like, dude, at this point, they're free, some of these. And also the same people complaining about the cost of stuff. They go to the New York State Fair, which, yes, is way more expensive and complain about that. But they still go. They still pay for cable. And now they're complaining about Spectrum booting ESPN off and they can't watch the Syracuse game. Like, if you pay, what is it, $160 a month now for cable, you can't afford a $7 ticket and maybe $10 of parking to go to the game and even buy some nachos and drinks? That's you, way less than your cable bill. YouTube TV like, is the way out of that deal, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> but, like, you pick your battles, man. Like, again, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't pl- complain about this and then do the opposite in the other, uh, you know, on the other realm of it. Yeah. I just don't get it. I hear you. I hear you. Well, we'll, we'll negative s- for being the sake of being negative. It, I mean, I, I yeah, it's kind of. I mean, and I'm a, I'm I try not to be negative. I'm a cynical I'm a cynical prick, like I said. But um, I try not to delve into the into the negative, which is why I try to be 
I try to give the benefit of the doubt. So we're going to see, Tony. And I gave them the benefit of the doubt for years when I was running around doing the water boy thing on the sideline and trying <laughs> yeah. to bring positivity. Full on water boy heel turn. I don't care. Jump in my mentions. I don't follow you. I'm cursing you out. I'll challenge you. I'm on the quad. I don't care. Like enough of the nice guy stuff. People, people in this country need a swift kick in the ass. I'm sorry. It's gotten soft. Just like Todd. Yep. Yeah, like 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 Ted over there. <laughs> Ted. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, look, Tony. Good. Thanks. Thanks for everything you had. Uh, we love Anytime. having we love having you in the spaces. We appreciate it. And uh, that's ne- next level shit. I didn't uh, plan on hey, getting don't that deep. Into- don't touch yourself, sweetie. Don't touch the soap. Don't eat it. Don't put it in your mouth. Do you want to talk to the? Do you want to talk to the people? Say hi, boys. She said, "Hoppa." <laughs> That's good enough. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, that works. <laughs> good start. <laughs> yep. All right, Tony. Enjoy that, buddy. You take care. Boys. Don't be a stranger. Well, as always, thanks for having me on. All right, brother. Have a good one, guys. Let it. Let it. All right. Well, hey, look, man. Are you going to tell That's, Captain that... Patrick what a monarch is? <laughs> I. Th- it's a lion. It's a lion. It's a lion, right? Well, a monarch is the is the is the English, you know, it's the monarchs. It's the English version of king, queen, and that whole thing, right? And the and the symbol is the lion, right? That's it. So, um, Man, what, what do you? Yo, I mean, it's a butterfly. Oh boy, here we go. I mean, look, you guys can just say whatever you want. I don't care. I really don't care. But I do know Wake Forest comes to comes to ODU this year. I'm thinking about going to that game. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would definitely. I mean, I wish. You gonna I, go cheer I, on your mon- your monarchs? No, I'm, not, I'm gonna cheer against Wake Forest. That's. I mean, plain and simple. I mean, dude, I can probably get a ticket for ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I have a one free ticket to that game. I have one free ticket to that game because my buddy's a season ticket holder. So. Uh, I think DC's rubbing off on you, man. DC. You live too close to DC, man. Oh, dude, don't go, don't now go there with me. To, now That's, you're talking about monarchs. No, don't, 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 don't. Please Here don't. You, you know how to rile me up. You start talking about DC rubbing <laughs> off on me. It's a good way to really piss me off really quick. So, uh, it's all bullshit. Um, <laughs> you're, you're hilarious. You fired up. Yeah, right at the end of the show, uh, an hour and twenty minutes in. Um, look. <laughs> Tony and Matt, those are why we. Those are the. Those are the reasons why we go to 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 Twitter X. I, I hope we can get this thing figured out on a regular basis to make sure that it runs as smooth as it did today. I appreciate all of you for joining us in the Twitter X spaces. And look, yes. we got a little bit of research to do for Purdue, and uh, we will bring that to you. Um, right? That was good, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, and we'll bring that, that to you. Uh, maybe Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, something like that. Um, till then, for Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.